In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Not much. Did, did I, was I dozing off there? Did we, did we not do a, the only podcast that... Uh, I, I only do that on the WBU. Ah... Uh... Shows how much I've been paying attention for the several weeks we've been doing this. <laughs> yes. I feel like a crappy friend. Ah, uh, uh, it's okay. Hey, you know that thing we just talked about? Did you get your little note there? I did. Do we want to see if, if he wants to join us? No, nah, he doesn't. It's fine. He doesn't. He doesn't. It's fine. Oh, you read all the way down. Yeah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Again. Anyways. Me not paying attention. Great <laughs> podcast segue there. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it's fantasy booking. It's, uh, there's fantasies and there's booking and there's books of fantasy and books of fantasy and, and, and it's not like, um, fantasy romance booking. We could do that though. That Maybe be... that would get us some more listeners of the feminine no, persuasion. We we absolutely cannot do that because Vince will take that. Ah, we true. have done an exceptional job of predicting exactly where Vince is going with his better storylines. We haven't done a good job of predicting how he will ruin them, but we've done a very good job of predicting where he's going, and I don't want him to turn Rusev and Lana into something else <laughs> worse than it already is. Yeah. Well, if you are new to this show, the premise of fantasy booking is simple. We take turns challenging each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. Um, We do not discuss these in advance, so it's entirely off the cuff. Uh, Before we get into it, I always like to remind people that if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, make sure to click the button on whatever platform you use so that you get notified whenever we post a new episode. Um, and then like it and share it and on social media so that other people can join in on the fun. Um, yeah. But we will go ahead and get into it uh, today. And I think uh, uh, you and Justin went first last week. So I'll go ahead and go first this week. Um, so challenge number one. Uh, since WWE's Elimination Chamber is coming up in a few weeks, okay. weeks something like that, Um I thought it would be fun to challenge you to book an Elimination Chamber match in AEW. Oh, okay. It can be either men's or women's. It doesn't, yeah, that's up to you. Winner gets a shot at the title. So what I need oh, you to so do... Oh, so it's not for the title. Not for the title. Winner gets a shot. Okay. Um, so I need the players, Elimination Order, and Winner. Elimination Order or Entrance Order? Or both. Or both. Oh, way to screw yourself. Yeah, Shut babe. your darn mouth, babe. <laughs> stupid, stupid. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, um, well, I guess that leaves Jericho out. Um, I'm going to go with Mox. I'm going to go with... Um, so I got to have six. Mox? Is Cody still out for the ability to be in one? Um, He, he always could be in the Elimination Chamber match. They'd just have to... 
uh, if he won a different title. <laughs> well, yeah, have to figure out what to do at that point. I mean, it could be a whole story. Like he wins it, and then Jericho comes out and says, "Ah, you won, but you can't cha- challenge for this title." So looks like I get a free pass. I'll allow it. Yeah, I don't. I don't really want to go that route. I'm gonna. I'm gonna assume the current atmosphere of AEW. Okay. So Mox, Omega, uh, Pac, Darby Allen. Hangman Page, Box Omega, Darby Allen, Hangman Page, Pac. My sixth one is going to be Jake Hager. Okay. No, no, that okay. didn't work. I feel like there. I figure like there needs to be a a Jericho presence in there um, as Jericho's way of trying to get out of it. Um, but I also feel like I can't leave out. I can't leave out MJF. So, trying to, are you there? Dilemma's dilemma. Yeah, it's it's a big one. Um, I am going to leave out. I don't want to leave any of those guys out. I'm gonna put MJF in instead of Swagger or instead of Swagger. Wow, so long ago in such a different entity instead of Hager. Yeah. So it'll be MJF. Um, I'm gonna have it start with the two guys in the ring are going to be Mox. And Kyle Mox and Omega put on such a good match one on one. I'm gonna have Mox and Darby Allen. I just think that, that really makes for an entertaining battle, you know? Okay. So uh, I'm gonna have yeah, Mox and Darby Allen um, are the first two. Um, you know, there's there's a whole lot of pain being caused to each other using the pods, um, things like that. Um, nearly to the point that, that Darby Allen is knocked out and then Pox pod opens. So we do get three guys in. Darby's not defeated yet. Um, he's kind of off to the side and Pac just goes ruthlessly after after Mox because, you know, he wasn't even going to get a title shot because Mox ruined it a couple times. Um, so Pac goes after Mox. Um, ruthlessly attacking him, forgetting that Darby Allen is there and a little bit injured, um, you know, when he could have eliminated the guy. Uh, after five minutes of kind of going at it with with Mox and maybe Darby Allen kind of starting to come do a little bit, because um, he's not beaten, you know, and so he's okay with taking a little bit of a rest there. Um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have MJF come in at that point. And I'm going to have MJF low blow Mox. And even though Mox has been the most dominant person throughout this match, uh, MJF does a low blow and gets the pin on Mox. At which point Darby Allen comes from flying out of nowhere and with like a, a, a clothesline. Um, yeah, just a, an out of nowhere clothesline on MJF, and MJF kind of gets the more than more than anything. Once he realizes it was Darby Allen, he gets that pretentious, stuck up look to him. And he's like that filth just touched me type thing, and that really pisses off Darby Allen. So you get you got Pac doing some high flying, maybe even maybe even goes up to a pod and jumps off of a pod with a frog splash or something. Um, on MJF, uh, at that point, MJF's still in, but out comes Hangman Page, and again, um, slows down Pac's move towards winning this. Um, just Pac keeps keeps trying to cause more pain than 
then cause a win. And Hangman Page exits his pod and immediately jumps up and buckshot Lariat. And he's going for... He's aiming for Pac, but ends up taking out MJF. And MJF doesn't even get to Kenny Omega being released. Um, now it's just buckshot Lariat left and right. Pac gets yet a, gets his first elimination doing to Hangman what he's done several times and actually just beats Hangman. Um, again, Darby Allen's being relatively involved. Um, kind of the, the endurance aspect to Darby Allen starts to show up here. And then in comes Kenny Omega. Um, all three of them battle. Again, because of, of everybody's negligence and not realizing that Omega's in or not realizing that Darby Allen is a legitimate threat, um, they kind of ignore him and he goes to the top and out of nowhere, right after Kenny Omega hits a one-winged angel on Pac, coffin drop from the top of a pod, right through Pac and down he goes. I don't know if I like the fact that Omega would, well, Omega's not going to win. And Pac is out starting a feud between him and and either Darby Allen or anybody anybody wants because he's great in the ring. Um, and then we get like almost an Iron Man match out of out of uh, Kenny. O- That's the stipulation. The final two are an Iron Man match in the in the cage. That'd be cool. It's all get out, man. And we go thirty minutes because we've already gone a long time. And Omega hits a one winged angel. Darby Allen is the first person ever to kick out of it interference comes from somebody coming back out we're gonna say mox mox comes back out it's the uh is it 1619 uh he calls it the paradigm ship 1916 okay. is ballard same move. so so he does the paradigm shift um leaves as he's leaving again back comes hangman page it's a buckshot lariat on him and then starts stomping Omega. In the meantime, Darby Allen, after he kicked out, has slowly but surely climbed to the top. We get a second coffin drop from the top of a pod right on to Kenny Omega. Darby Allen's the number one contender. Okay, okay. So you're predicting that Hangman Page turns on Omega in this? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's fairly close, and, and that's kind of been a little bit of a storyline recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Direction. yeah, fair enough. Um, I didn't hear... Uh, maybe I just missed it. Oh, who eliminated Paige? Pac. Okay. I just didn't. I was trying to write down the order of elimination. I realized I didn't have that written on, so must have missed it. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Pac huh? before before um, Omega come, came out of his pod. Okay. So Paige got eliminated pretty quickly because both of the smaller smaller guys that that were tired kind of kind of went after him. So before before Omega entered, but also before MJF was eliminated? He was the one that eliminated MJF. That's why I thought. Him eliminated, yeah. Yeah. And so, who eliminated Paige? Pac. Okay. Sorry, I just, I was just confused and trying to make sure that my thing was... Yeah. Because Pac and, Pac and Hangman were battling it out, and Hangman actually hit MJF with the... Not that he was, it was inadvertent. He didn't care who he hit with the buckshot Larry at. He just... Well, that's what it. I had, but then I, d- I just didn't, hadn't heard who you had eliminated, so I was confused. Yeah, I, I thought I said that. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. We'll listen to it and find out. Lisa <laughs> Bray, not so good. You used to say people 
<laughs> so bad. Why why did we suddenly go to Jar Jar Binks? Well, I and mine was just a mistake because I was really just trying to be dumb guy going, Oh, my brain don't work. Um, but then I said Misa, so So you were Jar Jar. That's how my brain don't work. <laughs> um, almost everything eventually becomes Star Wars. Um, I think you I think eventually on on the Star Wars notes since you brought it up, don't they have to give and, and you don't have to bring Jar Jar back because please don't. But because I really don't want the Jar Jar Sith theory. That's really bad. Um, but don't they have to kind of recognize that that species still exists? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Well, so to show off my uh, absolute nerdiness, I once participated in a Star Wars role playing game uh, session. Oh, my um, Lord. D&D uh, Star Wars. D&D Star Wars. It, it was phenomenal. Uh, I created. I sure a was geek. Yeah, I created a character who was a Jawa, which were the are the little guys on Tatooine who sell the droids, right? Okay. Uh, who also was a Jedi, and no one else could speak his language. Um, and the GM decided that he was going to show off the fact that the Gungans, the race that Jar Jar is from, uh, is is a badass warrior race. So he made the main bad guy. Uh, a badass Jawa, a, a badass Gungan that we were supposed to fight, right? And uh-huh. uh, I was the first character to face off with that badass Gungan evil Sith Lord. Um, and, and your dice rolls just ended up you being and, awesome. Uh huh. Dice roll singular. Dice roll. Sorry. I I, I did one <sighs> one force power to him, uh, and he failed his saving throw to it and died. Uh, so he was he was a little angry at me for that. I bet. Uh, I bet. Best laid plans of game masters and men. You know the the, the the interesting part about it is as the game master he wrote the rules. Yeah. For that particular one, and so the fact that he lost is really his own fault. It is. It is. But anyways, enough being total nerd. Um, yeah, I'm partial nerd. I'm not total nerd. I've just yeah, watched enough enough of uh, Will Witt's TV show about games to understand RPGs. Yeah, I uh, I am a total nerd, and so we will stop being total nerds and go back to talking about a fake sport. Um, That's right. Dang it. Yeah, sports, men. Sports, sports uh, manliness. Uh. Manliness. Uh, tight shorts. Uh, baby oil. Wait, no, this is this is going wrong. Um, <laughs> muscles, manliness. All right. So. Okay. So Darby you, Allen. I, I'm curious who you would do in that match. I, I don't. I don't need a progression of eliminations and stuff. But who would you have the six people you'd have in it, and who you'd who you would want to be the winner right now? Well, I actually would probably have gone with a woman's elimination chamber match. Okay. Um, myself, just just when thinking of it, I was like, you know, I think, especially in AEW, I think the women's singles it allows them to feature women, and they need to feature their women. Needs more. to be featured a lot, and and frankly, we've had a lot of tag matches with the men. We've had a lot of six man tags. We've had. Um, you know, a lot of just uh, various matches, uh, no holds barred matches, lights out matches. Um, we're gonna have a cage match this coming week or this week tomorrow. Um, you know, all of this stuff. But 
I, I'm looking back and I cannot remember uh, a women specific like multi-person feature match you know what I mean uh, the number one contender when Chris Statlander had another engagement ah, true there's that uh, but that would throw well, it together four ways. and it was just a fatal four way right for um, the title yeah yeah, but so uh, and and I just think that an elimination chamber would allow them to feature uh, a lot of their women uh, all all at once in a way that would allow them to uh, feature them one at a time and get exclusive. Yeah. Give view. give them all high spots exactly. Yep. Give them all spots to shine while the other people rested for a bit. You know, I mean that that's one of the strong features of uh, a match like the Elimination Chamber versus a lot of the other multi-man matches is that it's set up in a way you've got two people who for five minutes get to feature themselves and then a third person gets added into the list and so now uh, one of those from the first five minutes can take a little bit of a breather. You had it in your match Darby Allen took a bit of a breather while... Took a couple. Uh, went bell to bell, so... Right. Um, and and then uh, five minutes later, the fourth person comes in, and then someone else can take a breather for a bit, and two people can feature, you know, so on and so forth. I so, wonder if there's ever been an elimination chamber where all six were in it at the same time. I don't think there has. I don't know. I was trying to read about it uh, a bit when I thought of this, but I didn't. I didn't see the where I was reading didn't have statistics quite that uh, deep. So. That's... Um, but so for me, you know, of course, right now, um, excuse me, you've got uh, Nyla Rose as the, the champion, right? So, so she champion. would not be, you know, uh, but she would be the one, uh, you know, interested in who wins, right? Yes. Um, and she's the type to come in and just make it so that nobody wins. Yeah. And so I'm thinking that. This one needs to feature, it needs to feature some people that we've seen so that there's like excitement towards it, but also feature some people we haven't seen as much, right? Yeah. So um, in terms of the ones that are have been seen, I'm thinking Hikaru Shida should be in it. Um, B Priestley should be in it. And Chris Statlander, right? So that's three. Uh, but then I think they should focus a bit more on some of the... Uh, uh, women's wrestlers that haven't been, I, I mean, I'm not saying we haven't seen them, but they haven't been featured heavily, right? And so um, I'm thinking like Penelope Ford, Sadie Gibbs. Sure. And I'm just trying to decide whether I should do Shanna or Big Ooh. You don't really have, Statlander's really your only big person in there right now. And yeah, she's well, not huge. She's not huge, and Big Swole's not huge either. She's just no, got she's no Nyla. <laughs> yeah, she's just got a uh, a very big personality and a very big name. So, um, I like Shanna, but I think I put so. So yeah, so B Priestley, Big Swole, uh, Hikaru Shida, Chris Stafford, Melvin, and Sadie Gibbs. Um. And that I think that gives a nice like top to bottom awesome. There we go. We gotta move it behind my shoulder. But um but so you know, top to bottom of the roster without I mean like Britt Baker ha has been in in my opinion maybe even oversaturated a bit. 
Her heel turn recently has been good and a needed change to her character, but, you know, we see her every week. Uh, the same with the bunny right now. Uh, you still know. can't call her the bunny. She's still Allie. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's funny. They've actually updated her Wikipedia page to be the bunny. But, um, you know, Riho uh, was at the top of the division and, and seen a lot. So I didn't want to focus on her. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki could have been someone I would have thrown in there. But at the same point, I also didn't want to rely very heavily on the Joshi women. Uh, if only because I kind of feel I, I love the Joshi wrestlers. Um, I know Kenny Omega loves the Joshi wrestlers. I feel like that might be part of why the women's uh, division hasn't taken off quite as well. Um, that that America isn't quite ready to be that immersed in Joshi, Joshi style. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so so with Hikaru Shida in there, I figured the rest of them could be a nice cross-section of different American styles, you know? Penelope Ford is kind of the outrageous, out-there style. Uh, of course, Big Swole, big personality. Um... Chris Statlander is an alien. Uh, <laughs> Sadie Gibbs hasn't had enough time to really establish a uh, personality, and I think that's why it'd be nice to focus on her. And then uh, B. Priestley, who has had a lot of success in the Joshi uh, wrestling overseas. Um, she was stardom champion for a while. Um, so um, of those, who would I want to be the final winner? Eventually, I want Hikaru Shida to, to challenge for the belt. I think she should be up there. But I I don't know. I almost think, like, we need to elevate either a Sadie Gibbs or a Big Swole up to give them a shot at the belt. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'm going to go with Big Swole. Big Swole is able to outlast everything and, and win the inaugural AEW Women's Elimination Chamber that definitely will not happen. And if it happens in any form or shape, it will not be called Elimination Chamber because uh, lawyers. <laughs> so true. It's called the uh, room where you have to leave when you get pinned. Not Ooh, like escape room. Nah, but that almost sounds like you win by getting out. True. Um, containment party. Last woman standing. I don't know. It's not like it's ever going to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably even no variation on it will happen. I, I am 100% certain that um, uh, AEW is going to steer clear of that concept as much as possible because they they do anything close to it and and it's just gonna bring out all the the internet trolls saying see they're just copying wwe they don't have any originality yeah imagine that trolls on the internet oh, geez i know never heard of that before doesn't happen doesn't no, exist nope nope no. fake news Nope. No. Kevin Bacon wasn't in Footloose. Nope. 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 Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Anyways. Well, on that <laughs> note, we'll move on to your challenge to me. And there are people out there listening to this who have no idea what we just referenced. <laughs> and are probably uh, sitting there with the most confused look on their face. Well, hopefully, hopefully they'll they'll I don't know get on Google and look up Kevin Bacon wasn't in Footloose. Do it, do it. 
It's Zero. well worth it. One of my favorite things. I I send it to people at least once a month. Nope. Kevin Bacon wasn't a put loose. Nope. 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 You're wrong. Look it up. You lose. <laughs> Anyways, so that's enough with my challenge to you. What do you challenge me? Um. Uh, um. I'm supposed to come with a challenge. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, one job. One job. Where's LeBlanc when you need him? Oh, that's right. School and stuff. Sleep. <sighs> These youngsters nowadays. These youngsters all trying to have a better future and whatnot. Anyway, all right. So, um, I, I, I so frequently... Um, focus on current events and the things that are the the next matches that are going to happen when we do these. Um, my original thought was to have you book a um, a Middle Eastern tour that didn't make you angry and realized that that probably wasn't going to happen and it would be almost purely evil <laughs> to do. Um, so um I'm gonna go with oh shucks I'm gonna go with uh, with with uh, book book five returning wrestlers for a takeover angle on NXT five get people that are no longer wrestling that are historic NXT people or not necessarily no longer wrestling because that you're really limiting that but not identified with wwe's developmental territories so this is basically going to be an ovw takeover of nxt okay five wrestlers how they attack who they attack just the takeover angle for one night for one night so it's an ovw invasion now long haul it's going to last longer than one night but i want the invasion night the night that the invasion occurred okay well, give me one second here as I pull up OVW rosters because I don't remember who all went through Ohio Valley off the top of my head. Well, I can I can give you ideas of what age range are going to be because Batista was, John Cena was. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get it. I'm just going to... I'm I'm scrolling down here. Rock and Shelton Benjamin. Seeing if... Okay, I think I have number one. Um. So, okay, it's not sh- dead air is wonderful. It's interesting though, you know, when when you do that. Okay, here's the alumni else section. Is gonna hear, nobody else is gonna hear dead air is wonderful after dead air because because yeah, I'm gonna edit out all the dead air. <laughs> just kidding. So like, that air is wonderful. Talk, well, you were just talk. talking. What the hell? <laughs> That's awesome. And I think you should definitely leave that in the podcast. Uh, so, so here, I mean, I'm going to be weird. And uh, what? What? And most of the people, and eh, maybe not most of, but. I'm I'm not gonna bring like the really really big names. Like, well, I mean they, they had a destination. Yeah, 
I'm not gonna bring the Brock Lesnar's, the uh, CM Punk's, John Cena's, so on and so forth. Um, because, you know, like you say, they were big names, uh, and they went off to be really big names elsewhere. But do but, you I mean, do you fall, does, like, does Shelton Benjamin fall in that category? Um, not quite in the big names. He would be on my list of potentials. I don't think he would make the final cut, but... Ooh, I'm interested. Um, but you said five? Five. Okay. So, um, Wade Barrett, uh... Because Wade Barrett, I, oh, he was there. That was right when they moved to FCW. Same time. Okay, fair enough. Uh-huh. I'm I'll looking at the alumni. Page, so. He was Nexus and NXT, but I'll give it to you because he was also with OVW. Mm-hmm. But and Nexus really wasn't NXT. It was like we're gonna pretend these people came from NXT so they can come up. Um, but anyways, so we've got uh, Wade Barrett. Uh, I am going to do, uh, jeez, because, uh, trying to eliminate the ones that were tied heavily to NXT does make it a little tougher. Oh, dude, one of these is great. That'd be awesome. I didn't realize he was there. Go ahead. I'm... Um, uh, I know I said I was gonna, uh, avoid some of the really big names, but I think Bobby Lashley, Lashley, going down to <laughs> NXT. Uh, I, I wasn't be, sure if we were just talking about a different guy. Bobby Lashley would be okay, too. Bobby Lashney. Uh, uh, so that's two. Abyss. That's the one I thought was going to be. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Abyss, number three. Um, give me one second here, because there was at least one name on their current roster that I think would be fun to have come into NXT. And that's Crazy Steve. Okay. Uh, Crazy Steve uh, wrestled in, in Impact for a while. He was um, in a, a crew of people with um, Rosemary. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember what they called it, uh, but they were all, all, I mean, basically clowns. So, uh, but he's actually really entertaining, and I thought he deserves a little bit more than uh, he got. Um, so that is four, right? So one more. So you got Crazy Steve, Abyss... Bobby Lashney, Lashney. <laughs> and Wade Barrett. And Wade Barrett, okay. And the leader of the invasion, this is awesome, this makes me proud, is the current kayfabe owner of uh, OVW, um, who actually is the real owner, apparently, of OVW since April of uh, 2018, Al Snow. What does everybody want? Head. <laughs> <laughs> I love Al Snow. So to have him come in, leading this gang, say, you guys think you're all the the rage. We're going to show you what all the rage really is. This is OVW. Yeah. Yeah. They got to come up with like a cool hand signal like the Undisputed Era. Oh, yeah. W. That doesn't work. And no one can see my hand signals anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool logos, bud. Yeah, yeah. What you couldn't see? I was throwing my hands up in a. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a lot, they, a lot of people I could have put on it. You know. What do they do in their invasion of NXT? Um, I mean, I think a lot of it, you know, being an invasion angle, is is about you know, kind of, hey, you guys 
like to say you're you're the future of sports entertainment, but but we're the real future, and we're gonna show you. Um, Just keep in mind, all these guys are relatively old in comparison to NXT. Mm -hmm. True. Which is great. Yeah, but but I mean, there's there's so many uh, people that I could have put into Uh, Mr. Anderson. There's uh, one that I was surprised you didn't go with. Um, where was that at? I saw it and I was like, ooh, he's going to go there. Oh, Gene Snitsky. I don't know. I wasn't ever huge in Gene. I think Snitsky works better now than he did before. But, but like, Snitsky's you know. Having something to do. Or Jindrak or the Hardys. Or... But like, uh, um, I mean, you know, you just go down the list here uh, in terms of, of former members. Charlie Haas would have been fun. I don't know what he's doing anymore. Um, Cody Rhodes went through. Charlie uh, Haas passed away. Did he? I don't know. I feel like I feel like that was a conversation once upon a time. I don't know. Let's click the Wikipedia page. I'll do that. You keep looking at the list and talking about. No, awesome. too, too late. Too late. Already clicked it. I'm going <laughs> down a rabbit hole. <laughs> right here on live on FBI. Well, not live for the people listening, but nope. He does. Us. He does not have a death date listed on Wikipedia. Well, then there you go. So he is still... Rick Flair theoretically has been a member of OVW. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, but uh, so I was just going to feel really bad if I said, I don't know what he's doing, and then it turns out he was dead, so I had to go down that hole. So, um, you know, there CM Punk... on this list that are deceased. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and those are the ones I think I, I most of them I would recognize or at least know better than to say their yeah. name. Yeah. But like, Two you know, numbers. EC3 is a former OVW. He is tied to NXT, but he also was called up from NXT really fast. So he didn't really yeah. build a name NXT. So he could have been one. Hey, uh, Kofi... let's ruin him quickly. Yes, Kofi Kingston. Uh, Big Show, Big Boss Man. Big Show, Mark Henry. Billy Kidman. Maurice. All right, so who is Blaster Lashley? Is that Bobby? Um, it is. It's Bobby. Bobby. He had two names. Well, yeah, he's got a first name and a last name. We all do, oh. except for Prince and Madonna. And Bubba Ray Deadly, who has three. Well, that's because he's a serial killer, allegedly. Yes. I'm not accusing him of being a serial killer. It was a joke. Don't kill me, Bubba Ray. Christian Cage is in this category. Yeah. Jericho. There's one that's deceased that I would love to see. Uh, we need to do a Canyon episode, by the way. Who's better than Canyon? Nobody's better than Canyon. Chris Masters. Talk about some wasted talent in Chris Masters. God, it was so easy to hate him. Yeah. That's a good thing for those who don't watch wrestling that might have strolled a pod across this podcast. You got to have bad guys. I mean, let's be honest. The NFL is not nearly as enjoyable if 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 everybody who's not a Patriots fan doesn't hate the Patriots. Well, yeah. Or everybody who's not a Cowboys fan and doesn't hate the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, here's the simple fact. I grew up, I've said this before, growing up as a Broncos fan, hated, hated the Raiders. They are my least favorite team of all time, right? Uh, A lot of people love the Raiders. I can't stand them. To this day, I have a hard time. Uh, And they're not the cheating group of, of people they used to be. But still can't take him. Nope. I will say that both Drew Galloway and Drew McIntyre are on the OVW list. Ooh, split personality. <laughs> the 
Is that part of the takeover angle? So let's let's get into the takeover angle because we've done that. We're 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 far enough in now that we can. Y'all ought to go look at some of the names on this OVW list, though, if you get a chance on any OVW alumni list. It's actually, I mean, probably the most influential um, minor league of the last thirty years. And no, not all of them are WWE personnel. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it was used as a feeder system for WWE, but just like everyone who plays for the minor league Yankees team doesn't end up on the actual Yankees. Correct. Um, not everyone who goes through OBW ends up in WWE. Apologies to all fans of the Red Sox that um, Smarks mentioned the Yankees. Um, we're working on getting him to understand that, that, that you know, Okay, I'm going to be honest. I don't care because I'm a Yankees fan. <laughs> I, I don't care either. I mean, the only reason to, to like uh, the Red Sox is Boston because they got Smart Park. You can park your car. Yeah, I got Smart Park. I, I will let everyone know I have typed Smart Park on my phone so often that now the keyboard will autocorrect the spelling to Smart Park. <laughs> so... Uh... Um, no, I mean, right, I time, just, to get, time to get to the actual booking. How, how does the episode go? How does the invasion happen? I mean, the invasion, uh, I think it just simply goes the typical invasion angle match going on, you know, between two relatively well-known NXT people. Uh, let's say it's a tag match and you've got Undisputed Era versus, uh, I don't know, uh, Forgotten Son. Balor. I what? totally got the Forgotten Sons, so. There you go. Prophetic, right? And then you have, um, we'll say that one can be Wade Barrett and Abyss come in uh, and interfere in that match and beat them down. Um, or or maybe it happens after the match, you know? So you have Undisputed Era come out with the victory. They're standing tall. Uh, Forgotten Sons fade into our memories. And uh, then Wade Barrett and Abyss hit the ring and beat him down from the back. And then, as Abyss? Does Abyss come out as Abyss? The, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, have you seen him without his mask on? You want him to have the mask on. Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of looks like a, I don't know, like a lawyer. Do you but, remember the Abyss, Abyss's brother storyline that Chris did? I I vaguely remember it. Um, But yeah, no, he's he's just not intimidating without that mask on. So. Oh, he really and Don't get me wrong, he's a big guy, right? But, and just, I don't know. I really wouldn't be super scared of him in that way. So, and then <laughs> later on in the night, you know, you could have uh, Adam Cole out there talking smack as he does. And that's when Bobby Lashley comes out and power slams him through the table or something. Okay. Um, and then, now I'm trying to remember who was my fourth guy. Uh, oh, Crazy Steve. Crazy Steve. Uh, Comes I out suppose I suppose he's attacking Roderick Strong because it's all been Undisputed Era there. No, nah, it doesn't have to be. I mean, Undisputed Era is easy to attack because they're kind of the face of NXT right now overall. As a faction, <laughs> yeah. As a fact, but I think I think Crazy Steve, uh, his look would go good with interfering in a in a Velveteen Dream sort of match. Ooh, fun. Uh, okay. And then at the end of it, you have uh, them all come out on the ramp and Al Snow come out and deliver a promo about how we're, we're here to show you how it's really done. Um, I like it. I you, like you think it. NXT creates the stars? 
oh, we God. created NXT yeah, the stars. Yeah, but fair enough. If, if like anyone it. out there has some free time on their hands and wants to search for Al Snow wrestling talks on YouTube, right? There's a whole series of them where uh, it takes place usually at a wrestling school, might even be at OVW's training camps, um, where he talks uh, to these aspiring wrestlers about the psychology of wrestling, about why certain rules are there and not. It's it's phenomenally good. He is a very, very knowledgeable man in in the wrestling ring. Um, he kind of gets doesn't get the credit that he deserves for his ability and his wrestling mind. So uh, I just saw another name on that list that I, I think I think you would have really wanted. Kid Cash is on there. Nah. I'm happy with my choices. Did you just meh Kid Cash? Uh, I did. Meh. I feel like maybe you need to go on to YouTube and look up some Kid Cash. I'll probably will, right? But while I'm doing that, you will go on to YouHoop. You will go on to YouHoop. <laughs> Is that the chocolate drink channel? <laughs> yeah, the YouHoop. <laughs> I feel like we need to. I think I feel like we need to make another uh, another YouTube channel for YouHoop. This is YouTube. You need to go out to YouTube and look up some crazy Steve. Um, I will look up some crazy Steve because it's got two. Z's. I kind of was a little caught off guard. He's got two Z's. It's Kraz. Crazy Steve. But anyways. Anyway. But that's I don't know. That's how I would go for that. I think it could create a good angle for a while. Um, it, the tough thing about an invasion angle like that is you have to end up with NXT coming out on top because yeah. they're your premium brand but you have to book it in a way that ovw still that, looks good that because the wcw invasion angle exactly i mean and that's bad. that's the deal is the biggest problem with the wcw invasion angle is that there was no wcw so it wasn't really a partnership it was it was really just vince mcmahon uh, stroking his own ego with let's show you how much better wwe was is than uh WCW. So we're going to book all these former WCW people to look like crap. And in this case, you want OVW to still look good because you want them to continue to uh, provide potential new stars for you. Because, you know, just looking at their active roster right now, I mean, I don't think Crazy Steve is going to come to uh, uh, WWE anytime soon. Uh, he's been around long enough. But I guarantee you there is two or three names on the active roster right now that WWE's keeping their eye on, you know? Uh, oh, sure. Maybe not Vince specifically because, you know, he doesn't actually watch wrestling. But... He's, he's more interested in whether or not a guy can puke on a contract. Yeah. He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! And no, that's, that's not being insensitive. It, 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 the sad part, because yes, he is... There's some, been an unfortunate event in his life, but the sad part is that's what he's best known for, is yep. a documentary where Vince stood there and screamed at him, he's got a pew, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Darren Drozdov, folks, great. Yep. Uh, also yeah. deserved a lot better than he got. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, from, from everything I've seen, he's uh, still got a very good outlook on life. He doesn't uh, place any blame on anyone for what happened, um, and he seems like he's he's still a really great guy despite the 
uh, hardship that came from what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm sad. Yeah, let's not talk any more sad stuff because yes, let's move on. Certain wrestlers on that list. So. So. This is uh, this is uh, fire. Yep, we're gonna go to FBI's nullify, vilify, or deify our shameless copy of Fire Push Mary. Rules to it are simple. Uh, I'm gonna challenge you to nullify someone out of wrestling entirely. Vilify someone to the bottom of the card and DFI one to the top, just like Vince McMahon will surely do whenever he finally actually sees Tony Storm. Because <laughs> I'm convinced that he just hasn't seen her yet. She's wrestled on TV and everything, but he just, like you said, he doesn't actually watch wrestling. So I'm convinced that he just hasn't seen her and just thinks she's some, you know, Tony Storm. Girl. What kind of last name is Storm, anyways? Stupid. <laughs> You related to James Storm? I don't like James. He works for the other people. So he he walks up to Bobby Lashley or Bobby Roode and says, "Hey, why'd your old tag team partner change his name to Tony? How did he get on NXT UK?" Yeah, seriously. You tell him that he's fired. <laughs> so for you, your choices are. The this has been the most Tony unorganized Storm. episode we've ever done. This is, this is very scattered. Maybe we need Justin here to keep us on task because... Wait, wait. Are, are we seriously... Are you suggesting that ADHD Canadian is the one who keeps us focused? I don't know. I'm I'm just saying tonight, I'm like that dog from the movie <laughs> Up with Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. Uh, <laughs> So, so your uh, round is simple. Your uh, three choices are the aforementioned Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, and Peyton Royce, a trio of Aussies that you have to decide who to push, who to bury. All right, so I'm going to... I think I'm going to surprise you with my DFI. Um, I mean, are my chances with them on the dating level the same after I nullify them as they are right now? Well, I mean, you tell me. You just got them fired from their job, so... <laughs> but I'm just saying, I feel like they'd be the same, and zero, zero divided by zero is, is actually one. So maybe my chances get better, but zero times zero is still zero. I feel like you're just uh, filling time while you debate. I, I, no, there's. I just. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how it's okay to fire Peyton Royce, but, but um, I think I have to nullify Peyton Royce. Peyton, I'm. I'm just saying, when you're single, because you're not right now. But when you're single, don't. She. She is she married. She is married. She's married. Yeah, you're fired then, because you know. <laughs> you can't. You can't join Vince McMahon's club of creepy storylines. Or if you can't be in Vince McMahon's club of creepy storylines, you can't be in Vincent K. Fabe's club of storylines. Yeah, you know who she's married to, right? It's a wrestler. I don't remember. Or no, is it a wrestler or an MMA? It is a wrestler. A wrestler for a competing company. God, I know it's on AEW too. No, is it AEW or Impact? It's Brian Cage. Nope. Who is it? It is the chairman, Sean Spears. Oh, I wouldn't mind ruining that relationship. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> As though I have any shot whatsoever. Yeah. That's, that's the part that, that's entertaining to me. Um, so, yeah, Peyton Royce, unfortunately, um, 
you are definitely the most redeeming piece of the Iconics, but uh, you're going to get nullified. Um, I feel like one of them's already had their moment in the spotlight. So Rhea, you've already had your moment in the spotlight. Uh, I feel like Tony Storm's right behind her, just like she was in in NXT UK. She was, wasn't she, the one who knocked off Rhea in NXT UK? Yes, she was. So uh, that's what I thought. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and Rhea, don't be mad, baby. We are actually in love, her and I. Just so everybody knows, she doesn't know it, but we are. I'll, um, I'll tweet to her when I publish this episode <laughs> we'll vilify Rhea Ripley and we are going to deify Tony Storm Rhea I know you can you can take it back though you're going to come back up um, and quite frankly she has done well as a villain before so um, she can do a villain role again I think rather well okay I don't I don't really feel all that guilty about Peyton Race. I just feel like I it's best if I pretend that I had some chance with any of those women <laughs> keyword and is pretend pretend the uh, the optimal word there is because at the end of the day i am old enough to be um rhea ripley's dad have you ever been to australia no okay no i'm not actually her dad there yeah i am a hundred percent confident that rhea and i's uh, Rhea's mother and I have never had a relationship. Okay, good to know. So who do you got for me? If I've, if I've ever slept with a woman who faked an Australian accent. Y'all thought I was going to say fake something else, but that's... Nope. No, I'm not certain that you've slept with someone who's faked that. Oh, <laughs> uh, worst episode ever, hence making it maybe the best episode ever. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my lord. Okay, who you got for me? <laughs> um... All right, here we go. Uh, Perry Saturn. Okay. Um, Al Snow and Chris Canyon. Obviously, we're going. This is a throwback. Chris is still alive. Yeah, this is tough. That's a tough one. It really is. Um, yeah, there's, there's. Uh, Perry's probably the one that's most throwawayable in my opinion. But God, he was good. He was good. He, he really did. I really wish I could have thought of somebody else with a prop. Game. Oh, no, never mind. We're going to change it. Okay. We're, we're going to, we're going to take Chris Candy off. Um, I, I, but again, I want to emphasize, we probably should do a show about Chris Candy. Um, he was that important to wrestling. Um, we're actually going to go with, uh, uh, R-Truth because of little Jimmy. So all of them have had a goofy sidekick character role. Okay. Go. Um, God. Or should we make it Mop, Head, and Little Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do them both. Okay. That's, some that's people might be, might be even more unhappy. Um, <laughs> okay. So. Remember, we've got a young audience, so don't piss them off entirely about Little Jimmy. Yeah. Unfortunately, Little Jimmy gets uh, it gets nullified out, in my opinion. Uh, Fair enough. I'm just head, saying there's a young audience here. Head gets vilified. And Moppy gets DFI. What? Yeah, buddy. That's right. Moppy Moppy overhead. Mm-hmm. However, uh unfortunately Perry Saturn is the one who gets nullified in uh the other thing. Uh the other set of it. Uh uh, uh and then um R Truth gets vilified to the bottom. He's been there, he can come back and Al Snow to the top of the card because he is way better than people ever give him credit for. I gotta know how Moppy beats Head. 
I mean, some of it comes down to I'm a dyed in the wool WCW guy, so. You but Moppy was on Moppy was on WWF, wasn't he? Um, it it might have been, but it was still a WCW guy, right? Okay, fair enough. I'll give it to you. That that did it. But on top of it, just the absolute like head was absurd, but a mop was even more absurd, and that's why it comes out. just comes fair out enough. with a mop, right? I don't. Know. <laughs> on, on that note, did I we think, seriously? I just, we had a more intriguing conversation about their sidekick characters <laughs> than we did about the actual wrestlers. It's like, yeah, I can, I can see why you wouldn't have Perry Saturn, who had a great submission move. And you, you know, and by the way, say, you should not have chose him over over our truth, but that's fine. I just we, we, right now is a national treasure. That's true. That's true. And there is something to be said for not having to have a prop for your prop character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes travel a lot easier. You never have to worry about showing up to the arena without your bag, you know? Yeah, absolutely. On that note, this entire episode has gone off the rails multiple times. So <laughs> I think that's just a sign that we need to draw this to a close. Um, so I always uh, tell people to follow us on Twitter. So I'm going to do that again today. You can find me at Raw and Order WBU. You can find DA Fabe at Moppy's Revenge. Wait, no, that's the, I bet that's a Twitter out there. Um, Vincent K. Fabe. And then uh, you can always find us on Facebook. There's a Raw and Order WBU page there you can follow us. Um, you can uh, go to our Wix site. You can find the link to it in the pinned tweet on my Twitter or in the show notes for this very episode. Um, there you can find all the ways to enjoy us, listen to the show online, uh, read our blog. I uh, did a prediction for uh, the NXT TakeOver the other day and was decent. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then there's also a Wix app that you can get on your smartphone also in the link tweet or the show notes. Uh, that way you can interact directly with me. Um, send me stuff, post on the blog, all of that stuff uh, right through the app. So, um, And then give us a review on Apple Podcasts. I don't care if you actually listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Just sign in. Give us five stars. It helps us out a ton. But on that in note... Your notes, I- make sure you say that DA Fabe's way cooler than Officer Smarks or Detective Smarks. Well, yeah, you can say that, but then everyone will know you're lying in your review. That's a great way to go. Um, but on that note, we're going to close the book on this visit from the FBI. We will be back later in the week with our Raw and Order WBU. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.